dun 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 and we're recording. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Steve Agee and I'm back in Los Angeles after a month away from my apartment. I, I paid rent for a month of not living here. I didn't sublet it or, or anything. <laughs> you don't give a shit. <laughs> but that explains why I only did one podcast <laughs> the entire month uh, with my buddy Seth Herzog, who you heard in the last episode where we drove down. Uh, with another co-worker from the movie that I was doing in Ohio, uh, Chelsea, uh, we picked up in Cincinnati and the three of us drove down to Kentucky to go to a life-size Noah's Ark. <laughs> uh, some of you already know that because you heard this on the last podcast, but if you're just joining us and you're a first time listener, know that the last episode... I podcast from a car with my friends Seth Herzog and Chelsea, and uh, we went to a Noah's Ark. A Noah's Ark? Well, not the Noah's Ark. We went to a replica of Noah's Ark, and uh, that was my only podcast for the month, and I apologize, but it was very busy. I went to New York the first week uh, to do some work for at midnight. And then I went to, uh, Richmond, Virginia to do, uh, a pilot with my buddy, Mike Henry from family guy. He's the voice of Cleveland. He wrote and directed a very funny pilot. So fingers crossed for that. I got to work with my pal, Jenny Wade, who you guys may know from Reaper or, uh, the good guys, um, She's very funny. I got to get her on this podcast as well. Um, but yeah, so that was in Richmond, Virginia for a week. And then I went straight to Dayton, Ohio for the last two weeks of this month. And uh, I'd never been to Ohio. And I got to tell you, I mean, maybe it was the time of year. It was fall. I mean, it still is fall. <laughs> but it was so goddamn beautiful. I... Really, I mean, it was a rough shooting schedule. I w was shooting almost the entire time I was there. But I got to say, I fell in love with Ohio. All you Ohioans, Ohio, Ohioites, <laughs> Ohias, <laughs> Ohais, whatever you call yourself, um, uh, you should be proud of that state. I had, a, I had a blast. I got some great photos if you check out my Instagram. And... Um, met and worked with some truly wonderful people, really, really amazing people. And, um, yeah, it was great. I, I, I had the best time. I, I can't wait to go back. Can't wait to go back to Ohio. So there, that's out there. Um, yeah, so that's where I've been, but I'm back in LA now. I actually recorded this week's podcast before I even left. Um, but it was like a day before I left. So I had no time to record an intro and get it to Dustin here at Feral Audio. Uh, so it just kind of sat in my Zoom recorder in my apartment while I was gone. I felt really bad. Todd uh, messaged me a few days ago going, was it that bad of an interview that you haven't put it out? And uh, Todd, the answer is no. You were terrific, as you will all hear uh, in a minute. Um, I just couldn't get it out in time. That's what she said. <laughs> 
but yeah, my guest is Todd Robert Anderson, who you know from the hit FX series, FXX series. It's it's all FX, but they're uh, running on FXX. You're the worst. Uh, he plays uh, Dr. Vernon Barbara. He's so goddamn funny. One of my favorite characters on that show, and that's saying a lot because they were all amazing characters. I, I If you're not watching You're the Worst, uh, you're mental. Uh, you should check it out. And uh, Todd is great, and I'm so happy he did this. Um, and what else? Uh, before we get into it, this is episode 69. Hey. <laughs> Uh, no milestone there. I just am in my 40s and that number still makes me laugh. Uh, before we get into it, one announcement. My um, monthly uh, stand-up and music show, Baked, that I do with uh, my co-creator and comedic partner occasionally, uh, Mr. Brendan Small from uh, the creator of Metalocalypse. We do this monthly show at the Hollywood Improv. So it's coming up in just a couple weeks, uh, November 12th at 10 p.m. at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, come see Bake the Night of Stand Up and Music. Our guests this month will be Eliza Skinner and Arden Marine. Two very funny women. Two very funny people, I should say. Pardon me. I'm not an asshole. They're just funny fucking people. Eliza's done the show before and killed amazing voice none of us knew she was uh such a great singer so i'm really excited to uh watch her do comedy and uh sing again so please come out if you're in los angeles on november 12th 10 p.m hollywood improv that's it for me let's uh, get right into this episode sorry for rambling but i had to get this all out of the way thank you uh todd for doing the podcast and thank you listeners for listening enjoy Hello, Todd, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. I can hear you too. <laughs> so I don't need these on me. Yeah, you don't need that. We're you don't recording. like to keep the cans on? I do if the other person's wearing them too. Uh-huh. Because then I feel weird like they, like they, I don't know. They, they know something that you don't? Yeah. Yeah. Or that I know something they don't and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear my voice. I like the sound of my voice in headphones. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, find, I It's not the sound of my voice. It's just the weird... It's just hearing myself as I'm talking. Yeah. Is, I find it disconcerting. And then, you know, cans make my head hot. Yeah. I live in uh, an apartment that was made in the 20s. So there's like no insulation. So it gets really loud at night. So... Most nights I'm watching TV through headphones, uh, sweating my balls <laughs> off. It is weird how much heat headphones add to your fucking head. Yeah, well, they, it's like, you know, when you're when it's winter times and you're earmuffs. in a wintery place, you wear earmuffs because your, your ears, I feel like they have a lot to do with your body temperature. <laughs> They're like little cooling ducts. <laughs> yeah, so I'm usually, you know, the asshole who's in his underwear with headphones on, sweating, watching. Do you have, like, thin walls in your apartment? Oh, my God. I can hear... I don't have loud neighbors, but I can hear my neighbors talking this loud. As loud as we're talking right now, which isn't loud. It's normal. Yeah. 
You're allowed to talk that volume in your apartment, <laughs> but I can hear every single word. There, I, the last apartment we lived in, which was a total nightmare. Yeah, but that was true. In in our place, our neighbors it was the weirdest thing because. I think part of it was they didn't have any furniture really yeah. in their apartment. It was just like a TV and a futon and that was their whole living room. <sighs> so there was nothing soaking up any sound. Yeah. So it was when their TV was on or they were conversing or whatever, it was like a low, like weird baseline din that I could hear, which would drive me yeah, fucking it bananas. Crazy? It made me bananas and they were the nicest people. And I like after a while I like walked over, I was going to tell them to turn down their TV, you know? Yeah. And I, I opened the door and I was like, "Oh, it's not loud that, at all. Your TV is at a completely reasonable volume and I can hear it perfectly." I will at night hear the same thing. It's weird the it, you hear the lower levels kind of vibrating through your walls. And I'll get up and I'm like just about to knock on the wall to get my neighbor to turn her TV down. And then I'll just like put my ear against the wall to hear uh -huh. and I can barely hear it. Like I can hear it, but I'm like, Oh, she's listening at a completely reasonable volume. Yeah. Do you think that she doesn't have any furniture? No, she has furniture. I, I, I've seen in her. I'm, I'm not stalking her, but I, she's on the ground floor. So when I walk by, I can see that it's just a fucking shitty old. It looks cool, but it's so old, and all the windows are just single pane. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. And maybe the construction's shitty though, because I've, I feel like I've lived in apartments where that was never a problem. Yeah, and then the, this thin wall thing is—I think it's just shoddy construction. It's got to be. I even I, when I first—I've lived there five years, and I even when I first moved in, was considering because there are companies that will like—they have this foam insulation that they—they'll cut a tiny hole in the wall and they can inject it into the walls and it expands, and it's also great soundproofing. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that. And it was like thousands of dollars. Yeah. I was like. Yeah. We try. Uh, we we put up like an extra layer of, of uh, you know, sheetrock yeah. on our side to try and dull it. And we got like this fancy shit. In your old place? <laughs> yeah. In this the last apartment we lived in. Wait, you were like. Just went and got sheetrock and put I it didn't ask the like the manager. The, <laughs> there was a building manager, and you couldn't reach the landlords. It was all very shady, uh, and yeah. he was such a dick, you know. And he wouldn't fix anything right away. Right. But and then I'd ask him to do if hey, can I make this improvement? And sometimes they'd say no for an arbitrary reason or whatever. So I didn't even ask. <laughs> I just went it. and bought this fancy sheetrock that was <laughs> THX approved. Sound yeah. dampening sheetrock. Really? And I put a layer of it uh, uh, on the wall that I shared with this apartment. And, you know, and it, I mean, I did it myself. So it was just really <laughs> materials and all that shit. Yeah. But in the end, it probably cost me uh, close to a grand to put this sheetrock up. What? And then paint it and everything. And it doesn't, you couldn't even notice unless you like really noticed that the like, seam on the wall where it ended because yeah. you know I, I smoothed it out but it was a little bit came out you know did like it make a, a difference absolutely no oh, it didn't it, no <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Not a bit. And then we had, as you're telling this story, I'm like, I'm going to go buy some fucking She-Rock. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. It's, Fuck. That was a cautionary tale. And when we had, we had college kids li- yeah. living below us yeah. who would crank their music, uh, and I would go down there and I would say, hey, guys, it, you know, turn it down, but you actually don't have to turn it down that much. Just turn the down bass. the subwoofer yep. because it's mostly the way the subwoofer vibrates my yeah. entire fucking apartment yeah. that's keeping my newborn baby up. Yeah. Yeah. It drove me nuts. And then one night they had a party and it was like one of those buildings that, you know, there's it like surrounds a courtyard sort of thing, oh, like no. a Melrose Place type yeah. of deal. <laughs> So, but no pool, just like concrete and a couple of shitty trees. And and they had a party one night and they brought all their furniture out into the common area and had their party in the common area. Without asking anybody? No, no, they didn't ask anybody. And we were the only ones. This is the worst part. We were the only fucking people who ever complained. Uh, the building manager was like, "I ah, this is the first time hearing of it." Uh, and I would ask my neighbors, "I was like, why? Why would you let uh, that go?" And they're like, "Ah, oh, it's not worth getting into it. Let, it's uh, completely uh, worth it." Uh, uh, we had named in this house with because so we broke our lease after six months because not only did all that <laughs> shit happen, yeah. but my wife got mugged on our doorstep what? with our baby what? in her hands, and I was actually at our car getting groceries out of the trunk. And this guy walked by and I was like, hey, what's what's up? And he's like, hey, and he's the guy who mugged my wife while she held my baby as I was getting groceries out. He just walked up. What part of town is this? It was uh, it's Culver City, but it was, you know, kind of uh, hood adjacent, I guess. So there was some I mean, it it was an apart. It was a neighborhood with million dollar homes everywhere. But this apartment building sat at the bottom of like Uh, the hill. And uh, did he have a gun? Well, she didn't see it. He had his hands in his pockets, yeah. and he just said, "I have a gun. Give me." And she didn't even. Yeah. Th- there was no question. She just handed him the purse, of and then he took off. And then the cops came, and they were showing her like mug shots, Ugh. and they're like, "Does it look like any of these guys?" And she's like, "It looks like I, all I, of those." I, guys. I can't send any of these guys up the river. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I got bitten by a snake once back east, and. The- <laughs> They went to the emergency room, and they showed me a picture of all the poisonous snakes. Did you snakes. really get bitten by a snake? Yeah. I uh, My folks had a lake house in this town called Ware in Massachusetts. Ware. <laughs> this lake <laughs> on Beaver Lake was the name of the lake. <laughs> this keeps getting better. <laughs> so, so, and they were, they were over... Uh, you know, they were building too many houses, yeah. you know, on the lake. So all the wildlife was getting put. We lived on a peninsula. It was the best spot on the lake. Yeah. It was a peninsula that jutted out in the middle of the lake. And we were a house at the end of this little peninsula. It was just two houses. Oh, my God. But all the wildlife was getting pushed off the other shores because they were building houses. And it was all coming to our <laughs> peninsula. So and they can't go in the water. Yeah. So, so we just... had extra. We had water rats and, and water snakes and all this shit all of a sudden. <laughs> water rats. <laughs> Yeah, they were rats. They lived in the water. They like they like ent- they're like enter into their little underground burrows from inside the water. Oh my god, I didn't know this was a fucking thing. Yeah, water rats. And they would you know, you'd be swimming, you'd be swimming and a water rat oh. would just swim right by your face. Oh. It was shitty or a snake would go by. So one of these snakes was just sun in itself as snakes do. You know, they're cold-blooded, they need yeah, to get yeah, some they sun. Yeah, they like the warmth. Um, but I was 
picking up a canoe. My dad and I were <laughs> putting a canoe in the water, and I was walking backwards, and I stepped on the sand. And my parents are, you know, pretty conservative, not politically conservative, but socially, yeah, I guess, yeah. conservative. They, you know, they don't curse, you know? They, yeah. They're not cursing people, and they, we weren't allowed to curse. That was yeah, really yeah. bad. So I stepped on went walking backwards stepped on the snake without seeing it felt this weird sensation on my ankle Ugh. like a scraping sensation i was like but it was it was it was moving in a weird way like a chewing. it wasn't just a branch yeah, yeah it, it was, was chewing. chewing your ankle so i looked down and it was holding on to my ankle and i just started cursing and screaming like fuck shit fuck Wait, how old are you <laughs> i was like i don't know 15 <laughs> okay and, you know my brother and sister like immediately who are younger were like oh, he's cursing what's going on my dad's like oh, todd stop that my mother's up on the balcony going todd stop that and then when they all saw i'm running around with the snake attached to my ankle <laughs> then all of the andersons were were cursing at the top of their lungs but then when they brought me to the hospital, they were like, does it look like any of these snakes? These are all the poisonous snakes in the area. And that's what I said. It looks like all of them. I'm a snakeist. Did, did they figure out what it was? Was it a poisonous? No, bite? it wasn't a poisonous. He could kind of tell. He just was being precautious because it didn't have, you know, like two big venom right. bite marks. It was just like scratched up like a little animal had chewed on Not it. Not on your ankle. Yeah. Oh. Which can still make you sick, but. Yeah, my friend's. Son, like, th I think he's three or four, just got bit by a uh, black widow. Oh, fuck. That four? Yeah. That's really bad. And uh, the they called, I don't even think they took him to the hospital. They were freaking out and they called the doctor and he's like, okay, uh, get him like a Sharpie and make a circle around where the bite is. And if it expands, like the swollenness right. expands outside of the circle, bring him in. And it didn't. Oh, it didn't? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, so maybe I thought they would be deadly for you know pets and kids, but they're and just like will. but I guess they really make you sick. That's they, it. Yeah, they do make you sick. For for us, they're great though because they can give us long lasting erections. Yeah, and superpowers. <laughs> well, if they're radioactive, but, but you, that, I looked at I was looking because those ads, you know, when they first started airing them all the time, I was like, what. What like ads? what? Like the Cialis ads. I was oh, like, yeah. like they invented something that the side effect is an erection that won't go away for four hours. Like, has that ever been a thing? So I looked it up, and that's one of the side effects of a spider bite. Is a boner? Is a boner that won't go away? What? <laughs> what did? Because I know. Uh, fucking. Uh, what's the Viagra was not intended for. It was made. They made it for something else, but oh, it was yeah. giving guys boners. Was it just to what wake you up or something? Make your heart beat fast. I don't know if it was like uh, for high blood pressure or something, but it was like oh maybe it was for low blood pressure or low blood blood pressure. But it was like everyone was taking it was like oh I got a fucking boner for forever. <laughs> maybe we should market it as that. <laughs> um, I had a friend, you know who was you know he was in his like early 30s he didn't need boner medicine yeah but he wanted to take it to see what it was like yeah <laughs> and he took it at night and had fun with it but then in the morning he was still having effects and he had a board meeting and <laughs> 
Really? <laughs> it lasts that long? Yeah, he had a giant erect. Well, I guess if, for some people, maybe, but he had a <laughs> it's giant like anchor man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had a giant erection during a board meeting. I've always wanted to try it. I've never tried it. Have you tried? I tried it. And is it like crazy? Oh, it doesn't work for me. Really? It gives me uh, I, I'm a, a chronic headache sufferer as it is. It just gave me a wicked headache. Really? And if you have a wicked headache, you don't want to fuck. You can't. You can't get it up anyway. You hurt too much. I've heard that from people. They're like, yeah, we took uh, Viagra and uh, just got a headache. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Some people, it doesn't work for everybody. I don't want to do that. And it doesn't necessarily work anyway, I guess. Because if you're not, you know, if you're nervous or something, if it's a first timer <laughs> and you take a Viagra, you might be too nervous. You might just get diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, we have to talk about that on your podcast, right? That's one of your segments. Talking Diarrhea. about talking about poops. We can. I mean, if Did you, you want. shit your pants recently. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't, but because uh, I had this, you know, poison oak. Rash. Yeah, is that why you have that thing on your? No, arm? the thing on my what arm is, is for support for uh, tendonitis in your elbow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I guess. Do you get it, it from writing? No, I think I got it from lifting weights. Yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, That's a good thing to get it from. Yeah, I got it from that. So now I can't lift and weights. Does that brace hurts. thing work? It helps a little bit, makes it a little bit better. But I got to ice it and stretch it every day. Um, and I'm thinking about going to physical but where therapy. Where did you get the, uh, the poison? I mean, I got poison oak. Well, you can see it on my arm. Oh, yeah. But it was really everywhere on my body. And really? I, yeah. Because we were roll me and a camera crew and a stunt crew. We're rolling around in it, even though a number of us said to the greensman, I get poison ivy. We said, well, we said, hey, is is that poison oak? That looks like poison oak. And they went, no, no, no. We cleared out all the poison oak. No shit. It, that just looks like poison oak, but it's not poison oak. Those greensmen were either incompetent or evil. Either way, we all got rashes, except for fucking Alan McLeod, who was lying yeah. right next to me in the stuff, but he didn't get anything. This, by the way, is because uh, we went right into it. This is Todd Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> From here, the worst. He plays Vernon. Vernon. Vernon Barbara. Dr. Vernon Barbara. Uh, Janet Varney's husband on the show. And. Um, so you were shooting, you're, we're shooting in the just wrapped season three. And I, I saw Alan right after, after that, he was like, yo, we were shooting all night out in the, uh, where were we shooting? In Malibu. Uh, oh, like, the hills. Uh, uh, do you know where Malibu cafe is? Yeah. It, it's right in that like okay. complex there where all that stuff is down the hill from the Malibu winery. What state of undress were you guys in? Well, at the time of the uh, poison oak contraction, we weren't, you know, undressed. Yeah. But my shirt was untucked. Yeah. You know, so it rode up on me. And I have like my like part of my ass and a good portion of my back was just completely covered, and then I have little spots everywhere. My feet had it. <laughs> my legs. The only place I didn't get it, and and I talked to a guy who did get it on his dingus. <laughs> 
because it, if you get the oil on your fingers yeah, and you, touch and you go your pee, wing. but because I was, you know, Alan and I were doing most of rolling around in the dirt, mm-hmm. my hands were filthy. Oh, so yeah. I would wash my hands before and after taking a leak, and that's what saved me from that one spot. So the guy that got it on his dingus, was did he say it was the worst? He said it was fucking awful. Because your dick just itches. Yeah. And, and then, it's blistery. Yeah. And then apparently the other thing I learned is you have to wash. This is the second podcast I've talked about this on. I feel like yeah. I'm doing like PSAs about poison yeah, yeah. oak. But if you do uh, expose yourself to it um, and it gets on your clothes, if you want to keep those clothes, you got to wash them at least three times before you ever wear them again. No shit. Three. Because I got another uh, rash from my wardrobe that I wore a week later because oh, it, it, it only went through the wash once. It wasn't as bad because probably it got Less thinned oil. out, but I see I got some more. I am one of the, one of those Allen types who doesn't get, I, I don't have a reaction to it. Well, be careful because you have to be exposed to it four or five times before your body actually reacts to it. Really? So don't get all oh, cocky. maybe that's it. Don't get cocky and start rolling around in the poison ivy or poison oak or It's been sumac. close. I mean, I'm right around there, I think. But, uh, yeah, I remember in college, I, I went to school for a year up at this college in the hills above Napa Valley, this private college, and... Um, so we would mountain bike all the time on these trails and there was so much fucking poison oak. I remember one time we kind of went, you know, off the trail and we were going through, you know, the bushes and shit and uh, a bunch of my friends got poison oak and I was with them. You know, I went through the same shit and I had no problems. Um, and I knew some guys was around the same time. Uh a bunch of guys went mountain biking at night on the trails. When Whenever there was a full moon, it was amazing. Like the forest would be lit up and you could ride at night and it was really cool. And so these guys were riding and they got lost, these two, these two dudes. And um, so they kind of just like sat by the trail and they're like, well, if we just sit here, someone will find us. And it was late, late at night. So it started getting colder and colder and they were just in like shorts and t-shirts. Uh-huh. So they're like, fuck it. We got to get out of here. We're going <laughs> to fucking freeze to death. And since this was up in the hills above Napa Valley, they're like, fuck it. Let's just pick up our bikes and walk straight, straight downhill. Down. Oh, towards and they walk the, through all the brush. They walk through bushes oh. and brush and they were fucking the next day head to toe poison oak. Did they get it on their danguses? I'm sure. That fucking sucks. Um, that yeah. sucks. It, I got, I, at one time back East when I was a kid, cause there's poison ivy there, but all like right. all those poison plants have the same chemical mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. Um, but I used to get poison ivy all the time and my neighbors, you know, back East, you know, you, you clear your brush on your property and there's like a burning <laughs> day oh yeah so yeah. you can just burn a yeah. pile of shit so he burned his shit but it was full of poison ivy so the oil was went up in the smoke it was airborne got all over me i woke up the next day and my whole body was covered and my what? face got the worst of it because it was exposed and my eyes were swollen shut what so i i could not fucking open my eyes 
I mean, the t- I was because it was in the smoke and just yeah, it was airborne. So you ingested it and had an allergic reaction. I think so. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Let's burn this toxic shit. Yeah, I mean, I was in high school, and you know, you try to be a man, but like shit like that <laughs> <laughs> happens, and the it's just <laughs> crying to mom, not crying because my eyes are swollen shut, but ma, help me. Oh, I would have been bawling. I I remember, I might have told this on the podcast before, but uh, when I was in high school, I had to take this elective and I didn't know what to take. I was like, I'll take something. I want to take something that I, I think will be easy. So I took a welding class oh. in high school <laughs> and it was fun. I made a lot of cool shit and, uh, you know. And it was interesting. It were like, like art or were you making like no, practical shit? Yeah, like practical stuff. Like we we're and I remember uh one day we did arc welding, which is like it's like brighter than the sun. Like the light that comes off of an arc weld is like so fucking bright that, that that's what they have those big welding go- masks for sure. that are like you could stare at the sun with one of those things on. Like the, the lenses are so thick and dark. And uh, I remember our teacher was just like, he's like, no matter what, do not look at a fucking, he didn't say fucking, but don't look at a a weld without these goggles on. Right. If you're arc welding, I mean, it's not good to do it with anything, but he's like, if you're arc welding, don't look at it without your goggles. (laughs) So fucking Steve A.G. (laughs) I'm sitting in there and I go to get a drink. And so I take off my helmet and I come back to my station and my friend Alan was welding next to me and I just looked and I was like, how bad can it be? Uh And I like kept staring at it. And it was one of those things where you're like, you'd look at it for a few seconds and then look away and like blink and just see like dark spots everywhere. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then I'd look back. I was like, fuck, that's insane. And so the spots went away, you know, just like they do if you look at, you know, flash photography. And then that night I went to bed. I woke up at about two in the morning, two or three o'clock in the morning, blind. I woke up. What? I woke up to go to the bathroom, opened my eyes, and there's just burning. It just felt like burning, and I couldn't see. Oh, my God. I reached for my lamp. I turned on the lamp, could not see a thing. I was fucking blind. And so I started yelling for my mom and dad. I'm like, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad. And they come down to my room and they're like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm blind. (laughs) They're like, what? And uh, I go, I can't see. And they're like, what did you do? Did you eat something, drink something, touch something? I was like, nothing. I go, I I can't think of anything that would cause this. (laughs) And um, so my dad, who was a doctor, you know, while I was growing up, he called one of his friends who was like, an optometrist, is it optometrist or ophthalmologist, the, uh, whichever the, the doctors or he called his friend who came, like came to our house at like three in the morning. And he was like, he's like looking at my eyes and he was like, <laughs> he goes, uh, have you been welding? <laughs> he knew right away. Yeah, he goes, he goes, 
by any chance have you been welding? I go, yeah. He goes, arc welding? I go, yeah. He goes, you've burned your eyes. He goes, you've essentially got a sunburn on your eyes, like, oh, for like a third degree burn on your eyeballs. Oh and I uh, gave us some like drops or something or cream that like we had to put in my eyes. How long did that last? By the next morning, I could. I woke up again the next morning and I was fine. It was a little. It stung and it was a little blurry. But uh, <laughs> did you tell your teacher? No. Oh fuck no. <laughs> he would have been. I would. Uh, too good of an example. But yeah, that was so terrifying. Just like yeah. I that's, can't see. That's the worst fucking. I actually was at the grocery store uh, before meeting you, and I was doing like you know a stealth quick thing getting a few items as quickly as possible yeah so and they're but they're big you know like cat food and shit so i was whipping around the aisles with the grocery cart <laughs> really fast like I, shop till you drop like that yeah, game yeah show. exactly <laughs> and i almost ran into this dude who was kind of not doing a great job of controlling his car and i looked up to like give him a dirty look and i was like oh shit that's a blind guy i'm the asshole i'm an asshole i need to slow down take it easy you can run into blind people at the store i used to uh have a joke about because i i remember driving one day and i saw a blind guy standing on the corner he had the cane and everything and the sunglasses Uh he was definitely blind but he was smoking a cigarette which i thought was really weird because I was sitting in the light so long that I saw him finish the cigarette and just flick it. <laughs> really? A blind guy. I was like, he's fucking flicking flames. He's like start fire. a fire. Yeah. He doesn't know if he's standing next to, you know, yeah, a, a field the f- of dead grass or firework factory or something. Well, yeah. I'm Understandably, he he's probably embittered. He looks... That's that's yeah, an embittered. That's an embittered blind or not. I hope I hit a babe. Yeah. I hope I <laughs> flick this right into a crib. <laughs> yeah, blind or not, if you're flicking a lit cigarette, especially here, yeah, in in SoCal, you're you're embittered on some level. I get mad when I see, like, driving down the road, and I see someone just flick Hawk their cigarette, cigarette out, out of the their work. car. It's uh, if I, I, it drives me nuts because you you. You you can start a fucking fire. It's that's a fire. Yeah. I mean, for all they know, they started a wildfire, and they go home and they watch the wildfire on the news, and they're like, "That's wow. terrible." How did that happen? Well, why don't those people get out of there? Why is that old man staying in his house? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of the fires, like up in the mountains, especially that, like the forest fires. You know, when they eventually figure out how it started, they're like, "Yep, cigarette. Someone threw a cigarette out their car." <sighs> I I don't know why people do that. I don't, I don't smoke. Do you smoke? Did you ever smoke? I was a smoker, yeah. Sure. Did you stop? Yeah. I mean, I cheat sometimes. Right. Uh, I'll be honest with you. If I have a bunch of drinks and somebody like on a show that I'm working on or whatever, yeah. I, you know, if we're at the rap party, I'll, I'll have a smoke. Have but, you ever had to smoke on, on camera? Yeah. Like yeah, those herbal uh, cigarettes? No, I I never smoke. I'm just like, get me a real cigarette. Who cares? It's uh, yeah, they're it, actually it, worse. Yeah, they're gross tasting, um, and they they don't have nicotine in them, so you don't get a head rush. Yeah. And it 
still carcinogens that you're sucking into. The, so I don't know I'll what the point of that is. I'll still get a head rush because I don't, sm- I don't smoke. But like I was telling you when I got here, I was sh- working today and I was shooting a scene where I'm sitting in a car smoking and the prop woman came up to me and she's like, here's your cigarettes for the day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, are these herbal? And she's like, yeah. And it's like smoking potpourri you know that's awful it smells fucking horrible they ash like crazy there were just ashes all over me because i'm sitting in a car and uh i was just lightheaded and it ta- i would have rather smoked a real cigarette yeah or like a clove cigarette or weed yeah weed would be better but then it's hard to then remember your lines you're good for a couple takes and then you're like Huh? I did that. Uh, uh, getting dug with high. You have did? You, have you done that? Yeah, I've done that a couple times. I got so fucking baked. Yeah. I I I'm terrified to watch it. One. Oh, have you not watched it? No, I'm oh, too scared, and it. I'm worried that like Doug hates me now because. I was so fucking high, and maybe <laughs> <laughs> I walked away from the show, and he was like, "That guy." cannot handle this dude was this recently yeah it was it was the night after the you're the worst rap party he asked me to do that rap party yeah we were out on the corner smoking and he's like oh you should come do the show and i was like i gotta get a babysitter but if i can i'll come but i only got four hours of sleep that night because i went (sighs) to an after party yeah so four hours of sleep and smoking weed in between this comic who I didn't know and a porn star. Really? Like who were the two people? Uh, Rick Glassman. Okay. And uh, the porn star, what was her name? Uh, I want to say her name was Janice. Some <laughs> Janice. I, I guarantee, I, I'd have to Janice. look it up. <laughs> Janice. Uh, I did look her up. Lot of anal. Come on down to the adult <laughs> film expo and get your picture taken with Janice. <laughs> uh, Janice does Dallas. I like Janice uh, a lot. Do you know Rick Glassman? Do you know that dude? I know who he is. Yeah. I mean, I was really baked, and he has uh, uh, sort of his his comedy style is like aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> That's not and what was, you need when you're next high. to him. I was like, "Oh shit, oh shit!" I did the show once in the studio with him, and it was fine. And then I did a live show. He did one at Largo. Oh yeah, those live shows. Oh, I think I probably saw or heard it. Oh my god, it was terrifying because it didn't hit me until like we started smoking before we went out and it it all had to be vaporizer stuff because we were indoors the fire codes yeah and so we were started smoking early and then by the time we went out i was really stoned and all of a sudden there's a fucking audience of like 200 people staring at you and you're like <laughs> Oh, this is not good at all. Like, why are you f- these people are fucking looking, looking at me? And Jonah Ray did it with me, who was in. Uh, could you see the audience, or were they just lights? You can see face? the first few rows, and they're all just fucking looking right at you, and it's terrifying when you're stoned. There was a lot of. I don't know if you read the comment feeds on on the shows oh, you've yeah. done. Oh yeah, I'm like. Uh, the it, worst. It was weird how mean people were. The worst. Stoners. Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, this guy can't handle this high. Hey, he's not even inhaling that much. This guy's fucking... 
Shut the fuck. You're a stoner. You're yeah. supposed to be like, oh man, this this is funny. Oh, this yeah, is cool. Yeah, or is this fun? Or yeah, why oh, are you that poor mad? guy. He's, he's so he's too high. Maybe their shit's laced with something because that's weird. They're a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> I just, I was just like, you're doing your pot wrong if you're getting mad at this silliness. No, I I once you know one of those shows I did of his I. I went home afterwards and I was like, oh, I got to see how how horrible I looked when I was high. And, and I looked and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was really high. And then I looked down in the comments and it's just like, oh, why are you having him back on the show? He's the fucking worst. I fucking hate Steve Agee. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck did I do to this fucking Taco Bell working piece of shit? I work at Taco Bell 40 hours a week, and this is how I have to be repaid. Watching a guy for free. Uh, I always, when I get that much negative response, there there wasn't too much negativity directed at me individually. Yeah. It was more, you know, generalized comments like, who are all these fucking nobodies? Yeah. Who are these pieces of shit? And I was like, okay. Says the nobodies. Says, who are you? Yeah. But I, uh, <laughs> which is fine. That's fine. You have a right to your subjective opinion. Sure. And if I'm it's getting. It's weird that you write it. <laughs> yeah. You take the time to write it. Well, that just reeks of loneliness to yeah. me. But that's fine. Um, but I, if I see shit like that, then I actually am like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, you know, yeah. as opposed to just emptiness or the occasional yeah. n nice thing. Yeah. If it's a shitload of like when we do the film pigs, you know, podcast yeah. and we put that out, if, if there isn't at least one comment where someone calls one of us a faggot, I consider it a failure of a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Then you know you're dealing with 12-year-olds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That is such... That is a word that it now is only said by homophobes and little kids. And my character, Dr. Vernon Barbara, on You're the Worst. Yeah. But they always cut. That's like... A fat... Every season <laughs> I start... What a fat... <laughs> and then they cut it off. That is the best. <laughs> I. By the way, I just... The show I was working on this week is Superstore. It's an NBC, like it's a network show. And I am cursing so much. Every scene I'm saying, there's one scene I say, fuck, shit, pussy, what? muff, Are they just bleeping bitch. it out? They're bleeping it, but I'm like. They're still saying, they're, yeah, they got to compete with. The cable, cable channels that were racier. Like, I was blown away when I watched that Hannibal show. Did you watch Hannibal? I've never uh, seen it. Um, it's. I liked it, at least the first couple seasons. Yeah. It only ran for three seasons. Yeah. But the gore on that show was so intense. Really? I, it really was. And I was like, I keep forgetting this is on a, one of the major networks. So they're, they're just yeah. doing what the cables... I don't know why they... Well, I guess they never really had to. They just they wanted to keep their ratings up because if they got too racy, then too many people, yeah. you know, would go. This is morally no. wrong, but now nobody gives a shit because we're living in a societal cesspool. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it's written in the script. I'm like this fucking stuck up fucking bitch and I'm like fuck you asshole is <laughs> in a fucking network script and then there was one take where at the very end I said something about she can't even get her tights over her pussy. 
what? And like <laughs> the whole, I could hear the crew, like all the camera guys start laughing and then, and then they're like, cut. And the director starts walking over to me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I got carried away. I won't do it again. She's like, keep doing that. Keep saying that. I was like, pussy? Keep saying pussy. She's like, yeah. I was so fucking, I've never experienced that on Was like, that freeing? It was kind of awesome. Yeah. But it was also kind of like giving me too much room to, instead of thinking of smart, funny things to say, oh. I'm just like, fucking pussy, cunt, twat ass. <laughs> I'm just like thinking of every curse word I can say. That must have been what Cheech Marin did in that From Dust Till Dawn movie yeah we pussy a, we got we, white we, pussy black <laughs> pussy uh was uh <laughs> dusk till dawn did you did, it must have felt good though at the end of that day just it felt cursing great. but you feel like you should have been coming up with more clever ad libs yeah like but you can get by on energy yeah it, i mean it was gratifying because this was yesterday when I was saying all that stuff. When I showed up today, like grips, guys who I didn't even recognize who were behind the scenes, like lighting guys walking past me at at the lunch truck going, hey, man, that was fucking hilarious yesterday. I'm like, oh, thank you. Just all these teamsters who were like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Way to curse. That was some great cursing. You really cursed. Well, that's nice. It's nice to be liked, isn't it? It's weird. It just, within the past few years, TV is just, you know, they say shit on no, late I night know. talk shows, on your show. Yeah, and bare asses and side boobs. Side and, boobs. It's fucking crazy. I mean, side boobs is a gateway drug for full boob. I mean, that's going to happen. When I saw that first sex scene from this first episode of this, oh, this season. Third, yeah, that was crazy. I was like... This would have never, this wouldn't have been on HBO like, you know, 15 years ago. No, it's, it, it's R-rated shit, I think. It's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Although it's like I always have to put the caveats when, I, when I'm on the show. Hey, I'm going to be, uh, Dr. Vernon's back tonight. If you're, if you're in my family, don't watch it. Yeah, that's the other thing yesterday. I was like, I guess I can't tell my mom to watch this. <laughs> My mom would be bummed out at the shit I was saying. Oh, my parents, <laughs> if they watched it, I remember I did, uh, I did a production of that play Hurley Burley. Oh yeah. You know, that David Rabe play. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, it, it's kind of dated, but I was young when I did it. Yeah. Um, so it was exciting to, you know, the bad behavior thing. Yeah. Cause that thing's like about, you know, my character is doing coke constantly. Yeah. Banging a 16 year old. I push a <laughs> hooker out of a car. Right. Like it was all this sh crazy shit. And, uh, it was, it was at the theater at Harvard, the, 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 the ART or whatever it's called in, right. in Harvard square, uh, that's affiliated with the school. And so my parents were like, Oh, Todd's doing a play at, oh. at, at Harvard. And they had like a oh. giant thing on the theater with like my visage and the other guy and the, oh, one of the no. other guys in the show. So there, my dad brought his mom, my Nana. Oh my God! And my nana was a badass. She was tough, you know. He, That's cool. They were a military family, so she raised like four kids basically by herself. Because, yeah. you know, my grandfather was always away. So she's a tough. She's a tough number. 
Yeah. She's a tough number. I walked out of that, <laughs> I walked out into the lobby after the show, and her face was, it was, she, <laughs> she looked like a little girl whose innocence had been lost. Yeah. And this was my tough-ass grandma. And she's like, that was a very interesting uh, show. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, I wish my yeah. dad had said... Yeah. Hey, I'm bringing Nana, and I would have said, "Don't, don't bring." Well, you didn't even know until after I didn't you walked know out at the Nana end of the show. Nana was coming. No, no. I don't like whenever I do shows, live shows. I don't tell anybody because no. I don't want family showing up to something like a stand up, especially stand up. I'm like. Why don't you ever tell us when you're in town doing stuff? I'm like, no. <laughs> Because you'll never talk to me again. You'll think you'll, I'm disgusting. You'll be sad. Yeah. I want to make my parents sad. Yeah, I think that's what uh, you're the worst would do to my parents. It would make them sad. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's which makes some me, despicable Oh, people. this horrible behavior. But, I mean, that's the bit. But I don't think they'd see past the fact that their son is acting horribly. Still one of my favorite moments in that show is in the first season where you're making booze in uh, trash bags. Trash juice? Yeah, trash juice. <laughs> <laughs> you're I like just that too. Stained teeth. <laughs> I was at a, a, a bar. My friend's band was playing at a bar in yeah. like Encino. Yeah. And I was just sitting at the bar with my wife. We were waiting for the show to start. And this guy we know who's, uh, he, you know, builds sets. He's yeah. like a, he kind of oversees set building and like the big procedurals. And yeah. he was there. And then these, this guy he knew was there and they were like, Hey, and then the guy had like his nephew with him. Right. Yeah. And his nephew goes, you, to me, he goes, you, you look, uh, you look familiar. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm on TV sometimes. And he goes, yeah. <sighs> and he shows. And I said, well, right now I'm on a, a show. You're the worst. And he's like, oh, I watched that show. And he looked at me more closely. He's like, you're the guy with the juice. <laughs> Trash and, juice. And I was like, yeah, I'm the guy with the juice. And he's like, ugh, I know why I didn't recognize you. And I said, why? And he's like, camera 10 pounds. Fucking kidding and me. And my wife was like, well, he's saying that you look better in person than you do on TV. And I was like, that's not comforting on any level at all. The fucking backhanded compliments you get from people. It's, yeah. I once, when we were doing Sarah's show on Comedy Central, it was like my first like legit acting gig. And I would get like messages from girls on like... I think this was the MySpace days on MySpace. Girls like flirting with me. And so I start messaging her back and forth. She's like, oh my God. She's like, I would totally fuck you. I think you're so cute. And I go, really? She's like, yeah, I totally like fat guys. <laughs> I go, you could have just said, yeah. You didn't yeah. have to add fat guys. <laughs> I was like, ugh. Or, like, gay guys would come up to me, like, there was one guy that worked at Amoeba Records, a gay guy, and any time I would be in there, he'd, 
He was very nice, super nice. Couldn't have been cooler, but he was like, you remind me of me and my boyfriend. He's like, you and Brian are just like me and my boyfriend. He's like, just fat, lazy dudes. And I'm just like, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> uh. Cut it out. I, the very, when I first got to town, you know, when I was doing, you know, shit plays and shit theaters for shit audiences. In L.A. And, uh. Arbitrarily, I got a commercial agent out of this one show where where I played a rapist <laughs> convict, <laughs> and then I get a call from a small agency, and they're like, "Yeah, we think you'd be great for commercials." And I was like, "What about watching me rape someone? Made you think I'd be good in commercials?" And they're like, "No, no, no, it's a look thing. It's a look thing." So I was like, "Fine." So. I went out on my first audition, which was like for Taco Bell, uh-huh. and they specifically wanted a ginger dude. Yeah, um, and <laughs> a I get, rapist type. A rapist type. <laughs> and I get to the callback, and the director, and I'll never forget him. You know, he had long hair, and his fingernails were painted black. Uh-huh. And uh, I do my audition, you know, and I'm nervous black as fuck. Fingernails. Yeah. yeah, I'm nervous as fuck because this is the first ever callback I've been on, you know, for something on TV. Yeah, and and he goes, uh, right before, actually, it was before I I read. He goes, God, Todd, I just. And he's like laughing at me already. I'm like, ha, ah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he goes, You're just, you're so weird looking. And I was like. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 that's good. You're going to work a lot because you're weird looking. And I was like, uh, you know, I swallowed my performance because then I was just like, yeah. fuck this guy. Do you remember your first, uh, what was your first commercial? My first commercial was a regional spot for Pacific Bell. Mine too. Directed by Jesse Dillon. One of Bob Dylan's sons. No shit. Yeah. My first commercial was a Pac Bell commercial too. Really? Yeah. When was it? Probably like 97, 98. Yeah, that's around when I, yeah, that's around when I did it. It, it was, was for three way calling. Was like, yeah, mine was for, I think, voicemail. <laughs> like voicemail was I know, a new I know, thing. I know. It was me and, do you know Mike Bunin? Uh, no, he's like know. a. You'd recognize if, him if you saw him. He's uh, been yeah. in a million commercials, but it's like the camera. It's a POV, and like we're the roommates. We're like three horrible roommates, and it just cuts back and forth between us. And I'm just like, uh, someone called for you, and it's about how we can't take messages, and it's like get voicemail, personal voicemail, so you don't have to worry about these shitty roommates. And uh, I was so fucking terrified. When I walked onto set, I was, we shot at some house out in Azusa and I was just like really fucking nervous. I'd never done anything on camera before and, uh, and they were shooting like five spots that day and they were like, all right, well, they're ready for you on set, Steve. And, uh, I walk in and they're like, all right, stay. And I didn't know any of the terminology or anything. Uh, and they're like, just go to your Mark. And I'm like, who's Mark? <laughs> I go, what? And he's like, right there, that's the tape. Stand there on the tape. And I stand there and like, all right, let's do a rehearsal. And we do it. And I was like, my hands were like fucking trembling. And then they're like, all right, let's roll. And so the cameras start rolling and they're like, action. And I start to talk and like, my mouth was just going completely dry, like, uh, like cotton mouth. And the uh, director's like, 
cut. Can someone give this guy some water? He's like, because <laughs> I was like, um, someone, horrible. someone left, someone left a few I I couldn't get the words out. I was so fucking terrified. That's horrible. That shit has happened to me. I, I, I had a recurring role. When I say that, I mean, they had me on once a season mm-hmm. on the three seasons that the show, the guardian was on. With uh, Simon Baker. Right. He was a very nice man. It also had Dabney Coleman in it. It's nice. Not a nice man. No. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, he was a jerk to me. Ugh. I saw... I, I, do you know who Raphael Sparge is? No. It, it, he's a guy, if you saw him, like, he works all the time. Yeah. Like, now he's on uh, both... Uh, uh, what is it called? Murder in the First. Mm-hmm. That Bochco summer show. And he's on Once Upon a Time. Okay. Anyway, he's been around forever. He was also the star of uh, uh, Carnosaur, the uh, the Roger Corman uh, dinosaur okay. movie. It's okay. pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, anyway, he was a super nice guy, and you know how it is being a guest star on a show. You <sighs> yeah, like you show up at your school, new yeah. kid, and you know maybe the series regulars will be nice. Maybe they won't. Yeah. He happened to be really nice, and on lunch, like. My first day, he took me to lunch to the cafeteria on the lot. I was like, thanks, man. We got our food, and we sat down, and there was another one of the series regulars, this redheaded girl. I can't remember her name. And we were sitting there, and then Dabney Coleman sits down with us and just starts talking. And I'm like, oh, shit, because I love Dabney Coleman. Me too, man. I grew up thinking he was fucking hilarious. Like, Short Time is one of my favorite 80s movies, for sure. But. Uh, you know, and I still love the guy's work. I'm yes, not, you sure. know, his work's great. But he sat down at the table and he starts talking and then he looks at me and he goes, Whoa, who are you? Ugh. And I was like, I'm Todd. I'm, you know, playing uh, Clayton or whatever the character's name was. And he, and he goes, you're a bit player. You can't sit at a table with the series regulars. No. And I thought fucking he was, way. I thought he was kidding. I like kinda went, ha ha oh. funny, Dabney Coleman, that's so you. But then I looked at Raphael and the other series regular lady, and they were both like freaking out like oh I'm so I'm so sorry, but I I'm so Raphael's like, Don't listen to him, don't listen to him. And I was like, Keep wait, he's not joking? You know, and he's like, no, he's not joking. And I was like, I want to go eat in my fucking trailer. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm Ugh. not going to sit here and make a point out of eating at a table that with Dabney Coleman ass. if he doesn't want me there. But anyway, I can't remember how, why I started on that story. Oh yeah. Because the second time I did the show, the next season, um, I took, I was having this headache thing that had just started, mm-hmm. and they thought maybe it was an allergy-related thing. So they gave me a Zyrtec, which I had never taken. I took it the night before, yeah. and when I woke up in the morning, I was fucked up. Really? Yeah, I was fucked up. I have no idea like if I took too much of it or just had a bad response to it or whatever. So, and it, it was, thank God it was just a rehearsal, but... You know, as one scene, you know, Ugh. like 10 lines or whatever. And as soon as it came time for me to talk, I just, I'm looking at Simon Baker and I go up. I have no fucking idea what I'm supposed to say. Ugh. Like stuff that I've memorized, yeah, yeah, spent a week yeah, yeah. memorizing this shit. And I was so whacked out on this allergy medicine. It's like a stress dream, only real. Yeah, I, had, I totally panicked and and was doing everything to keep it together. You know, and they gave me the line and I 
stumbled through it. <laughs> Thank God it was a rehearsal because then, you know, I had like 10 minutes to get my shit together while yeah. the second team was yeah. lit and all that stuff. Oh, that was the worst. Dude, there are so many things that will throw me off and just send me down a spiral. Even, even I worked on your show. I mean, speaking of working once a season on a show, this was the third time I worked on your show was this season. And I'm sitting in a room and it was a new script supervisor on your show. A girl oh, yeah, I had never yeah. met before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I had like a lot of chunks of dialogue in this scene, like a lot. Yeah. And so uh, I, I had it like good enough. Like I, I was like, okay, it all makes sense. I can say all this. We do the first scene, with me and Desmond, and then uh, they go, cut. I'm like, all right. And then everyone's like scrambling around talking and stuff. And then I look over the script supervisor girl. For those listening who doesn't know, it's a girl. She has to read along and make sure everyone's saying the lines right so right. that it can edit. And she has to make sure all everything's, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? C continuity. C continuity. She has to make sure the continuity is all right so everything matches when they edit. But uh, I was like, uh, I, I'd look over and she'd be standing there. She's like, actually, the line is. Da -da -da. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I fucked that one up. That's cool. And I say that, and now in my head, I'm like going, I'm thinking of that specific line. And I, I say it, and I get it, and I look over, and she'd be there again. She's like, okay, in this part, it's actually da da da. I was like, oh my God. And the more she came over, the more I started fucking up my line. Of literally, course. Literally by the end of the of the scene like I am not able to get through the scene at all and Desmond's just standing there staring at me and I'm like <laughs> she was really nitpicky though she was like I'd say it isn't gonna happen just for an example right. that's not what the line is I'd be like it isn't gonna happen man and she'd come in and she's like oh, the line is it is not going to happen uh huh I'd be like it isn't, and it is not. It's the same. She's <laughs> right. like, just say it as I was written. Like, oh my god! I know how Falk is with that. Like having done so much stuff with him, yeah. you know, like the Film Pigs web series and all that. Yeah. Like when I write a sketch, I I'm fast and loose with stuff, but yeah. he's he wants it as he as wrote it's it. Written. So I remember I when I get these year of the worst scripts, that's what I I buckle down and I do that. It's the only show where I've. And it's not just this season, like the last two seasons where like my agents will email me the day before going, yeah, they send a, no a memo over saying, make sure he's off. He knows the lines as they're written. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always like, yeah, that's what my job is. <laughs> on the, on the, on the, the show where, you know, I got the, the rash and that episode, you know, I had a page long, it was a full page monologue. Yeah. And I memorized it backwards and forwards, including this one part that like read weird to mm -hmm. me. And, and I was like, but fuck it. Like th there's a reason for that. And then on the day, I'm like doing it perfectly, word perfectly, and the writers come up and go, "Yeah, you can leave out that, like, oh, no. say that normal. That that's a typo." Oh, and I was like, no. "Oh, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll switch it," which I could do only, and that's just a skill I picked up on commercials. Yeah, because on commercials they just throw yeah. shit at you to constantly change the lines on the day. 
Uh, are you still doing commercials? Do you still go out? I, I, I do. I haven't booked one all fucking year, but I, I still have a couple that are airing from to last year. anyone listening, you would... If you if you don't watch, you're the worst. You would recognize Todd from a, that's what a most billion commercials. Yeah, the, you've done a, up. The, you were up there with probably more people. You, you've probably done more commercials than any, anyone I know. Really, you're up there. I know dudes who and women. I, there, there's women who I know who book way more than than I do. But really, I feel like a lot of times I get commercials because. They're they're going after a comedic vibe. Yeah. The other the other way I get commercials now is if if a child actor is ginger yeah. and they're really good and they want the child, then I usually can get yeah get through the other ginger dads to be the dad because I have that Tom Hanksy quality. Yeah. Everybody always points out. Yeah. I literally every job I ever do, someone at some point in the day back will in say, the sitcom comedy days. Yeah you, yeah, you know, you remind me of Tom Hanks. You know, I'm like oh, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, except for his brother Jimmy, who I'm buddies with, who says I'm nothing like <laughs> Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks has a brother named Jimmy. Yeah, he's a he's a uh, well. He used to do stand up. I don't know if he still does it. Really, he's, he's done my film pick show a couple times. I had no idea. You wouldn't like. You wouldn't know Jimmy Hanks. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Hanks. Wow. Yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I can't remember where I was going with that, but um, but oh, I, I I wish I could remember who told me this story. But somebody like at a commercial audition, we were waiting in the room, and they were telling me the story about working on a procedural, mm -hmm. and the script supervisor came up and said, uh, "Can you?" do the deliver this line as as written and he was like i did and she's like no and she shows him the sentence and he looks at the sentence and he's like that's exactly what i said and she's like no 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 there's a comma oh no and he's like you want me to play a comma you want me to play a comma and she's like yes play the comma wow. and he's like okay i'll play the comma he was like what the fuck that's <laughs> fucking crazy. Isn't that nuts? Play the comma. There, did you ever watch that show, Episodes, the Matt LeBlanc show? I didn't. It is so fucking funny. I only watched it because a friend of mine uh, had a part on it, and I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And I was like, holy shit. I'm going to go back and watch the whole series. It's so fucking funny. It's about these two people who are, you know, making a TV, sh writing a TV show that Matt LeBlanc is the star of, and uh, there's a there's a a scene, and, I, and you can find it on YouTube. I don't know what you search like episodes Matt LeBlanc notes. I think, um, but there's a scene where they're at a table read for the network. They do the table read and like, all right, that's great, everybody. And, you know, uh, everyone's getting up and leaving and um, they're putting their shit, to, shit away. And one of the women from the network comes up and she's like, I have some notes <laughs> to them. And they're like, is that a real voice like that? She She's a British actress, but she plays an American and she talks like that. They, they made her specifically, I think, as annoying as possible because of her job. But she's right. like. I have some <laughs> notes. And they're like, uh, all right, let's get it out of the way. Yeah, and so they go. sit there and they, they get out their script. She's like, on page four. And she's looking at her notes. She's writing uh -huh. notes down that she doesn't even remember writing down. She's like, 
do we need the bats? And they're like, what? what? She goes, I wrote here bats. Do we need bats? And they're like, no, there are no bats in the script. And she's like on page four. And they're like, they go to page four and they're like, do you mean beat? It says in parentheses, takes a beat, like pauses. And she's like, yeah, do we need that? Like, and it's like a fucking five minute scene of her giving the worst fucking most frustrating notes. Um, That's fantastic. so fucking funny. That's awesome. It's a great show, Todd. I'm going to watch it. Um, this is a total... Uh, off topic thing uh but you're friends with uh adam goldberg yeah 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 because you've had him on the show a couple times i listened to one because we're both hypochondriacs yeah it was pretty great and he was talking about how his bar didn't taste right i guess he eats a lot of bars oh yeah replacement bars or whatever yeah yeah but the funny thing is is i was telling hill about that my wife and she she went to high school with him. She did? Yeah. No kidding. In a really tiny, tiny uh school. I actually went I went with her to a reunion. No shit. And and he was there. I was like, oh shit. That's Adam Goldberg. He's from Tasting Confused. We I, met, I met Adam because of the of the Vine app. Uh-huh. We both started using Vine when it first came out. And like both had a lot of like viewers and stuff. Now it's just like it's a crazy wasteland. I don't. I deleted my Vine. app and everything because it's just like a million people who are not funny who all have like ten million followers because they're doing the hackiest shit you've ever seen. Uh. So we both stopped using it. But in the early days, we were among a few of the people who had like the most followers. And and I met him because they at Cine Family they did a a thing about vine where they showed a bunch of our vines on the movie screen and they had us do a panel and um that's where i met him and he was like hey i'm i'm directing this movie i wrote and it's really low budget he's like would you want to come do it and i worked for a day so that's how we became friends but i remember after the day i shot with him on his movie he's like hey man thanks for doing that thanks for coming in on a saturday so early in the morning and i was like oh yeah um, thanks for having me. I was a little nervous cause sometimes I get, um, vertigo and he's like, what? I go, I get vertigo. He's like, dude, I get vertigo. And we immediately just started texting like for hours about vertigo. We yeah. both have it. And then we, you know, I wish I could run into somebody who has what I have, which is called new persistent daily headache. What? Is, that's what I have. I, I, 12 years ago, I, I remember, I guess the one thing that everybody who has this has in common from what I've read is they all remember precisely when it started. No shit. So I remember when it started I was living over in Palms and, uh, and it never went away. So I have this low level headache all the time. I've had it for what? 12 years. Yeah. It's called a new, it's called new persistent daily headache, which is ba- basically a medical wastebasket term. Cause they're like, yeah. you're not, it's not. It's not life-threatening. It's just you have a headache. Yeah, chronic daily headache, or the people who suffer from that suffer from headaches that come on every day. You Yours know, like is a, just there. Mine then. is there all the time, low level, and it gets worse. It acts like a migraine because it gets worse. 
you know, and weather changes and all what that shit or fuck? different stressors. Yeah. But if I, I have never met anyone. I mean, I know they're out there cause I see them online and stuff, Yeah. but there's no real great, you know, group. I should do it. I should just start like yeah. a sub online support thing for people who have this. Cause I would love to meet somebody and who just has had the same shit. fucking thing and just talk about it. That's been a, a godsend with Adam. Like he'll text me at like two in the morning. I'm so dizzy right now. I can't even stand up to get to the bathroom and I'll do the same thing. And it's just this commiserating that I don't know if it helps. I mean, it helps me mentally, but it, I'm also like, is this making me more sick? You know, because I'm also a, I'm a hypochondriac, but I do suffer from this in addition to being a hypochondriac. In, in actuality, but, um, yeah. How often does that happen? It's like your headache. I have it all the time. So you always feel some level of, of dizziness. Of dizziness. Yeah. Huh. Like, I don't feel like the room is spinning right now, but I feel like maybe half an hour ago, I got off one of those spinning roller coasters oh. that made you dizzy. Yeah. And it's just... Like the, like the Turkish twist or whatever? Yeah. And, like, that was half an hour to an hour ago, and I still feel a little fucking disoriented. That's awful. Did you go on those kind of rides when you were a kid or did you? Yeah, it wasn't a problem when I was a kid. I, I think I had a neck injury that started all this, um, but I don't know. Also, I'm like, there's this thing called BPV, which is benign positional vertigo, you know, where it's these crystals in your middle ear come loose and they float around to a spot in your ear where your equilibrium happens and they trick the sensors into your ear to thinking, you know, upright or whatever is in a different position. Huh. And so you're inclined to lean or, you know, or it'll look like the room is spinning when it's not. It's fucking awful. Because your ear's trying to fucking make up for the fact that this crystal's in the wrong place. I don't think I have that because my vertigo can be set off visually by like, you know, if I'm watching a movie and something goes in POV and I'll get like dizzy because of that. Do you get nauseated if the dizziness? A little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, I haven't been able to take my kid to the movies in months. Cause we went to see fucking, it sucks when you go out on a bad one too. We, yeah. we saw independence day resurgence mm. and there was some kind of virus going around that, you know, made you feel nauseated really so in the middle of this movie he was like i don't feel good and then he's like i gotta go puke and we took him and we didn't even get to the bathroom he barfed in a trash can and he he can't and we tried to take him to another movie like, i don't want to go back to him as movie. soon as he sat down he's like i feel sick like he can't yeah now it's like a trigger that's how i was with uh Flying. I had a panic attack on a plane once, and oh. for years I was like, I'm not getting on a fucking plane again. There's nowhere to go when it happens when you're in a fucking plane. So for like eight years I didn't fly because I was terrified. I can't sleep on planes for that same reason. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't mind flying now, but there was a long time where it was... Every time I had to get on a plane, I was terrified yeah. because on this one trip, I fell asleep uh -huh. and dreamt that we were crashing. <laughs> <laughs> and woke up Jesus. in a, I was fucking drenched in sweat, yeah. looking around like this is it. And everybody's just having a nice peaceful time, Ugh. you know, watching some dumb movie that's edited for content on the little screens everywhere. And, 
ever since then. Like I, I still can't fall asleep because as soon as I, I fall asleep, either. I dream we're crashing. I have a similar thing where I, I can't fall asleep on a plane or in a car because I just the weird motion and my vertigo will make me think oh. I'm starting to spin. So I just I just stay awake and I look out. I I love having a window seat. I prefer a window seat where I can just focus on the clouds or the horizon or something. And uh, yeah, for the longest uh, time, I always wanted the aisle. Mm hmm. Because I would get too anxious. And get when I get anxious, fast. I got to pee all the time. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I want it. But now I don't get that anxious anymore. So I do prefer the window. Because um, it's nicer to be able to look out at stuff. I'm obsessed with this headache thing now. Because sometimes there, but some people have been like, maybe your vertigo might be a, a, a manifestation of like a, a migraine. Because I get migraines. I'll get them once a year. I'll have a migraine, like clockwork, like once a year, but I don't get the headache. I get the aura. Huh. I get this bright, tiny pinpoint of light that, oh, and it's 20 minutes, like clockwork. That little bright light starts to get bigger and bigger, and it gets jagged and bigger and bigger, and it forms a crescent shape, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and moving to my peripheral vision until... At exactly 20 minutes, it's out of my field of vision. Uh huh. And then my migraine's and over. And I have a, then I'll have a dull headache, but not like a splitting where people are like, I'm puking because it's so, yeah. I just have like a weird headache. Sometimes it affects my speech where I'm, I get tongue tied. Yeah. When my headache is bad, it's hard to see. That's why I kind of want to meet somebody who has it. Yeah. So, because I've been describing these symptoms to people who fucking don't. They don't, nobody understands. Yeah. You know, my wife is very sympathetic, of course, but she doesn't, she's like, I can't imagine what this feels like. And I'm like, I know it's really hard yeah. to explain, but when it gets bad, it feels like my head is like expanding. It's like getting heavier and, and like blowing up. You know what I mean? Dude, that's what I always, that's how I describe the usual feeling that I have of dizziness where it's not, I don't feel like I'm spinning. I feel like someone is stuck in the air hose in my ear and is slowly inflating my head. Yeah. That that's the way it feels. And sometimes I'll get, sometimes it'll like a classic headache will accompany it when yeah. it gets really bad. And then I'll get the spiky thing yeah. and the spiky headaches, Tylenol will actually take care of that. Yeah. But the head blowing up thing, nothing fixes it. I've been getting fucking Botox injections for two years to try and so do help it. it. It helps. Like, you know, the other thing is, is like you go and you tell the doctor, oh, I have this. And they're like trying to find, you know, the cause. It's your posture. It's uh, your back's yeah, fucking. Yeah, you're yeah. carrying too much tension in your shoulder. Blah, 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 blah. So, and, I, and sometimes I'll get this like, wicked pain shooting down my neck. Yeah. You know, uh, that, I mean, it kills. Um, but when I'm getting Botox every three or four months, that doesn't happen. So huh. at least it takes care of the things the headache is causing. I wonder if I have new, what's it called? New persistent daily headache, daily headache. I got to look this up. Yeah. Yeah. You should. <laughs> you should. I got to go to WebMD and look like this up. This oh, is not good for a hypochondriac, but you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if it is a, a headache related thing, because that's always been a thing. I'm like, I don't think I have the positional vertigo because it's 
you know, it just comes on at weird times where it's not like, oh, I turned my head in a weird way and now I'm dizzy. It's just like, I'll just get dizzy. Yeah, for me, it's weird. Like, like today, it's be- every time the <laughs> weather changes, and like if I look up like this, it feels worse. Like, it feels like my whole head, like, like doing this. I don't know. It's the we. It's it's just like a stiff. Feels like I'm almost like I, I've never had a stroke, but I feel like that's what it feels like. Yeah, almost a numbness. Yeah. Fuck, man. I wonder if I. <laughs> and, but you don't get dizzy. Um. Like I, if you were to bend over to look under the bed and then put your head up, would you feel like whoa? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If my if my head's really bad, yeah, I can't. Huh. I will get dizzy if that happens. There's I, somebody driving in their car right now listening to this podcast going, what the fuck are these guys talking what's about? What's wrong with them? They're Go to a doctor. <laughs> but you don't understand. I've been to all the fucking doctors. Know, me too. That's what I was going to tell you before, like earlier, about getting diarrhea because of this fucking uh, rash wasn't going away. So I finally broke down and went to an acupuncturist. Yeah. And she gave me this herbal stuff that, like, you brew. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, she's like, take it three times a day and it's going to get that rash out out of there and, give you and I had three things and I just spent all night on the toilet <sighs> and I was like why the fuck can't why does fucking nothing work for me medically whether it's eastern and medicine no one's looking or into what? this shit either because they're like yeah we gotta cure cancer yeah no I uh, know you got cares. A, a mild headache all the time uh, uh, yeah take the, a Tylenol uh, yeah but Tylenol where I'm no, telling I know. the doctor said it's one, their theory is that is either it's it's a residual effect of having the Epstein Barr virus, uh-huh. which is mono. Did yeah. you ever have that? No, I don't think. And then, or a residual effect, like coming on later in life from from head trauma, which I I had I a did concussion have head trauma when I was a kid. I got whiplash. But the the bad side of that, regardless of which theory is correct, if either of them are, <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, that, you're fucked. Yeah, there's nothing to do. Well, I have a conference call in 10 minutes. Oh, good. But we've done we've gone an hour and 15 minutes. No so that's, shit. That's good for me. All right. That's awesome. Has anyone ever like bothered you this much to be on your podcast as I have? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, good. I'm always just like I get preoccupied and and I'm always afraid to bother people to do it. So yeah, when, I, I love it when someone's like, "Hey man, <laughs> let's when are we going to do this?" I'm like, "Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, good." <laughs> Um, so, I mean, obviously you can plug, uh, you're the worst right now, which is currently in its third season. Yeah. 10 o'clock Wednesdays, FXX. FXX. You can um, watch my web series, the film pigs on geek nation. You can go to either geek nation or you can go to filmpigs.com to find out more. I've of that done shit. some of those. If you Very got fun, if you got kids, I got a recurring role on a kid show called just add magic on Amazon prime. <laughs> Amazing. I'm the ginger girl's dad. Um, well, there you go. There you they go. They cast her, and then they're like, we it's, need a ginger. It's a little racist. It's all right, <laughs> it's though, racist. man. No, I'll take it. I love it. Um, and they can find you on social networking. Yeah, I'm on the Twitter. What's your Twitter handle again? At Ton Sling Dog. People get so mad. Ton Sling Dog? Yeah. Oh, it's not Tonsil Dog? No. <laughs> I've been reading it as Tonsil Dog. <laughs> That's maybe that's better. I think that's better. Spell it. 
T O N N S L I N G D O G. Man, I've got like some weird. What do you call it? I like that though. I thought it said tonsil dog. I've tonsil always dog. read your name as tonsil dog. That's great. I'm I'm going to change it to tonsil. No, dog. you're going to con- confuse people. <laughs> All right, so uh, watch for Todd on You're the Worst and Film Pigs and uh, what's the Amazon show? Just Add Magic. Just Add Magic. And uh, thanks for doing this, Todd. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. I got to go to the doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> tonsil. Dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today